Welcome to Customer Service Academy Radio with author and customer experience expert, Tony Johnson. Tony will share his vision for successful customer service, leadership, and business excellence, and speak to some of the most impactful leaders in business today. And now, here's Tony Johnson. Hello, everybody. Customer Service Academy is back on the air. I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader, and we are thrilled to be brought to you today by Ignite Your Service Training and Consulting. If you are looking for customer service skills training for your team, a little bit of help with branding and aligning your mission, if you're looking for leadership growth and workshopping, or really just to take a look at your business and make sure that everything supports your guest point of view and their success, well, please look us up at IgniteYourService.com because as we come into this new period of economic growth, as we are reopening America, it is going to be more important than ever that you look at things from your customer's point of view and you take the time to really serve them with the, with the greatest hospitality, kindness, and ease possible. So please, again, dial us up at IgniteYourService.com. This Today, you know, as, as I was thinking about what we're going to talk about this week, and, and we're going to dive in and talk about hiring and selection. Yes, indeed, they are two different things. But today, you know, I'm inspired because as I was watching the news this week, I realized that all 50 states have now taken steps toward reopening. And that's pretty exciting when you really think about it. When you think about where we were just a few weeks ago, when you think about the trepidation and anxiety that's out there, I have to tell you, I am thrilled that we are at this point now where, again, some are doing baby steps, some aren't across statewide, but every step, the last state, this week took steps to start to reopen. And that's a fantastic place to be. And kudos to everybody for taking this step because I think the hardest step is always the first one. It's hardest to get started. As someone who's written a couple of books, the most daunting thing in the world is the blank page. So really, it's an incredible testament to the country. And I think it's something that we really have to think about and how we want to really move forward with with the success we're all looking to drive. And those who get there first are really going to be the ones who see the, the greatest success. So that said, you may be thinking about reopening right now. You may be at that point. And again, I know not all of you are, but those of you that are really thinking about what that's going to look like, please think about what that team's going to be. If you're going to do some reinvention in your business, if you're going to shake up your team a little bit, if you're going to go looking for star talent, there really is never never going to be a better time than right now. Because when we think about the, the, uh, the drastic unemployment across the country, and it's a sad moment in that regard, but the talent pool is going to be pretty deep right now. And, and as everyone is thinking about getting back to work, even employees themselves, even team members are making decisions right now about where they're going to lie in terms of, of what organizations they want to work for, what leaders they want to work for. I myself know a bunch of executives who have shuffled around over the last month or so. Don't think that those folks aren't thinking about team members that they're going to take with them or team members thinking that they want to follow those leaders because you know the stats show. People follow bosses and leaders. They work for people. They don't work for organizations necessarily. That's really going to mean that that getting it right when it comes to selection is going to be so very important. And, and as we jump out, the other thing that I really want to talk about during this reopening piece is, is a couple of shout outs, because I think there are some businesses who are doing it right. And this goes back to reputation, because during this time, there have been businesses who have done a fantastic job with their reputation, leaders who have done the right thing. Those folks are going to be poised to really, I think, attract and retain some pretty fantastic talent. So some shout outs, you know, I, I travel a lot and I think about my loyalty status and that might seem like a silly thing, but if you spend 30 weeks on the road like I do, you know, things like the upgrade you get at a hotel or or getting an upgrade on an airline, those make the difference between a, an amazing trip and, and one that's just tolerable. And so 
I think, you know, those those organizations that offer these loyalty points, A, it's a great thing to do because you get people who are going to want to do business with you simply because they want to they want to rack up the points. You know, like like me, for example, I am more likely to stay at a Hilton because that's where I have my diamond status. I'm more likely to fly Delta and American simply because that's where I have status. So it brings me back more and more to them. But Avis, Hilton, Delta, American, kudos to you because they went ahead and extended everybody's loyalty status wherever you were right, right now. You're going to keep that all the way through 2021. And typically, you know, you accrue points and miles and segments and stays and things like that with these kind of enterprises. And then, you know, these equate to benefits and, and typically it's on a calendar year and those kind of things. Well, I was starting to worry that I might might lose my status because I haven't been traveling a lot. So kudos to them for, for doing that. Chick-fil-A, I will tell you, I've talked about them a lot. I have a, a minor Chick-fil-A addiction. Fantastic job in their drive throughs As they close their, their restaurant dining rooms, they relied wholly on the curbside pickup and, and the drive through much as many businesses have. And they just crushed it when it came to hospitality, when it came to speed of service, when it came to quality through that drive through experience. And the one I go to here in, in, in Florida actually has four drive through lanes. And there's actually a conveyor belt that runs the food over and down and over the cars. It's crazy. This thing is a rock and drive through but, but, but kudos to them. And I think about advocacy. So many small businesses have been struggling. We all know this. I, I am indeed in that same boat where, you know, as you can imagine, the speaking and consulting business has sort of taken a pause. Can't wait to get back out there. But the Orlando and Lakeland Chambers of Commerce have done a great job with advocating for businesses in their areas. In fact, the Lakeland Chamber just recently went to this to the state of Florida and made the case that some of their, their bars and, and pubs and microbreweries that serve food should be able to open up in the same way that, that full standing restaurants do. So, you know, these, these Chambers of Commerce just have done a great job with trying to keep everybody afloat, connected, and, and sort of virtually available. So, so shout out to them. And then finally, Disney. But not the way Disney, I normally thank them. You know, usually I like to go to the theme parks and talk about how much I love them and, and, and the rides and the attractions and the service and the food. But this was something that they have done that was, was so cool when the outbreak first started. You know, they, they dropped Frozen 2 on Disney Plus, their streaming service, right as the pandemic was really kicking into full swing and everybody was starting to, to hunker down at home. And that was great because I know my two nieces jumped right in and watched it on Disney Plus. You know, everybody's kids was so happy to have it. And, you know, they could have held on to that thing for another year and gotten the the, the DVD or the, the you know, the e-download sales, uh, let some of the movie channels run it for a minute to get some revenue there, but they didn't. They just went ahead and dropped it right on their streaming service right as the pandemic was starting. So that was a really cool thing. And then they also dropped the final Star Wars movie out of the nine nine uh, movie trilogy, they dropped that on Star Wars Day. And again, that was a movie that they really could have hung on to for another hot second and gotten the digital downloads and those kind of things, but they didn't. And so I think these things are most impressive. The other thing that we're watching with Disney is, is as of the time I'm recording this, uh, Disney Springs, the retail and entertainment complex in Orlando, has really just started to open back up on the on the 20th of May. So we're watching very closely what they're doing there. And we're seeing, you know, the temperature checks as people come in. And also, by the way, City Walk over at Universal uh, Studios has done the same thing. Temperature checks, mandatory masks, looking at the number of people they're allowing in the actual restaurants and retail venues. And they haven't opened everything. Just, a, a, you know, a certain segment has reopened as they sort of test run it. So again, I think the whole world is watching some of these juggernauts, and, and I think we can really learn with their successes and their opportunities. So keep, a, keep an eye on that. 
But now let's talk about hiring and selection. And I will tell you, if you are not actively seeking talent, if you are not sourcing talent and, and job hunters, if you are not, you know, ramping up that resume and making sure that you are ready to go and, and really starting to keep an eye out for things, now is the time. If you have waited until now, I'm telling you right now, this is this is the, uh, the starting line. So please really get out there and start thinking about your talent. Now, I told you that there was kind of a difference between selection and between hiring, and, and that truly is the case. Someone framed it up for me like this. When you think about hiring, that's filling a spot on the schedule. When you think about selection, that's filling it with the right person. And I think that's a really key attribute when you think about what it means to bring the right team on board. And so, you know, the, the, the very best talent wants to work at places that do a great job. They want to work for amazing companies and amazing leaders. That's why I was telling you about those companies that have done the right thing, because those reputations are going to be things that people are really going to plant their flag on when it comes to where they want to work. So when you are selecting talent, the best advice I can give you, and, and the hardest advice, is to be patient, particularly if you're working in an area where there isn't a lot of talent or the talent pool isn't exceptionally deep. You've got to be patient. You know, hiring someone on the on the on the first interview probably not a great idea. I know sometimes people are desperate for talent and to get people in and to fill spots on the schedule, but I will tell you, don't. Your patience will be rewarded when you take the time to hire the attitude and train the skill. I think you're going to be so much happier with the service they're going to provide and the way that they're really going to fit into your culture. Because remember, as you're interviewing and selecting talent. You absolutely want to make sure that you are bringing in folks that fit like a glove inside of your culture. The other thing that you can do is make sure that you're treating those who are, are interviewing with you very well. We have all interviewed with companies who treated us like they were doing us a favor, who were late to the interview, who didn't offer us a bottle of water, who didn't follow up afterwards, who obviously didn't review your resume before you got there. And that probably didn't feel good. I know it hasn't felt good when I've been in those situations too. And so that does not bode well for people. And people talk. People talk out there in the world about what companies are good companies, what companies aren't good companies, and how you treat people, whether you hire them or not, makes a huge difference. Now, that said, once you get into this whole idea of, of selecting talent, you know, once you get to this place where people are coming in to interview, really there are some skills here that will set you apart. Now, I know you probably have an interview guide. I know that every large organization has an interview guide and they probably have questions like, you know, tell me about a time when you had to work with a group or tell me about a time when you had to solve a customer's problem. We've all got those, right? We've all been through those. We've both done those interviews and and been, you know, on the, on the receiving end of those questions. So we know they're coming. Now, these are behavior-based interviewing questions. They are very helpful. And, and the nice part is they get your candidate talking. So make sure you use those interview guides because, you know, for sure there's some science and some wisdom and some usefulness behind them. And, and they also really do help you avoid the yes or no questions because when you're asking people a question that is, you know, what they call a closed-ended question where it's just a yes or no, you're not going to learn much about your folks from there. But when you ask a question that allows them to tell you a story, to share their experience, to let them show a little bit of their personality and expand on, on the question, that's where you're really going to learn something. And that's where those active listening skills are really going to pop in. Because if you've ever been in an interview where the person interviewing you was more concerned about themselves and telling you how great they were, as opposed to hearing about you as the candidate, you know that those people aren't going to listen to you any better when you're, when you're working for them or with them, right? So just make sure that you're being a great listener. You know, talk less, listen more, repeat back key phrases, take notes, 
And again, I know I already said it once, but please review their experience and resume before you sit down with them. Do them that courtesy, even if it's just for five minutes. It will make you so much more prepared. Now, once you get them into the interview and you're asking these questions, you know, don't be scared to ask the follow-up question. Don't be scared to ask questions like, do you have a reliable way to work and things like that? Now, there are, are questions you should not ask, right? And, and your HR business partners, your organizational folks will keep you kind of on the straight and narrow there. But, you know, it's okay to ask if there's a reliable way to work. Probably not a great question to ask if they have a car, you know? So, you know, there are, again, nuances, but you want to make sure that they can get to work. You want to make sure you know their availability. You want to make sure that they understand what the job entails. You know, you don't want someone coming in, you know, I spend a lot of time in restaurants. And you don't want someone coming in thinking that they're not going to be in a, in a high stress environment, that they're not going to be in a, a hot environment, in a pressure packed environment, in a high service skills environment. You want to be really honest about what your job is because you never want someone showing up and then, you know, saying, oh my gosh, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I wanted. I didn't realize I was going to have to be nice to people or that I was going to have to work weekends or lift heavy things. Be super upfront with that. The other thing is to watch their actions. You know, I think you're going to learn a lot about what people say in the interview, but watch their actions too. You know, if they have to come in and, and check in at a hostess stand or a security desk or something like that when, when they show up to do the interview, try to be there to watch how they interact with those people. Because remember, they are going to be super nice to you. You're giving them the job, you're interviewing them, you sort of have those decision rights, if you will. And so when you think about what that's going to mean in terms of their behavior, well, they're going to be nice to you, probably. So, you know, see how they're nice to people they don't have to be nice to, because that's going to be a key indicator of how they're going to treat everybody. And if they're just nice to everybody, you are probably really looking at a candidate worth consideration. Also, you know, did they open the door for you? Did they say hi to people in the hallway? Did they stop and pick up trash? During the interview, did they smile easily and laugh and make good eye contact and sit up straight and have great body language? All of these things, again, tell a story about what that candidate's behavior is going to be like when they come to work for you. And then the thing I like to, to think about when I'm, when I'm selecting talent, this is the best you know, you're ever going to see a candidate. They're never going to be any more on time, any more polite, any better dressed, any more professional than on interview day. So if you don't love them then, you are probably never going to love them. And the other thing too is... You know, think about, you know, the attire they're wearing. And and I'm not saying that every candidate has to show up in a three-piece suit. It should be appropriate. You know, I have had people show up in jeans and a t-shirt and tennis shoes for an interview, but they were clean, they were wrinkle-free, and I had the impression that they were the, the nicest thing that that person had in their closet on that day, and they took impeccable care of what they had. And I've also had people show up in expensive suits that were wrinkled and stained and not well-kept and shoes that weren't shined, and I knew they could afford better. And so I will take the person who takes the very best care of what they have over the other person every day of the week. So I don't get hung up on, you know, how nice their clothes are. I get hung up on how well kept they are, because that, again, is a key indicator of how they're going to take care of the materials you give them to work with in your in your area, of how well they're going to take care of the clients or customers that you entrust them with. So that care is what I'm really looking for. And again, it, it doesn't matter how well dressed they are. It's, it's the attitude they bring, and did they take great care with the best they could to look professional on that day. So 
The other thing that I would, would, would ask you to do is keep an eye out for, for that, you know, that heart of hospitality, that heart of service, the, the folks that just have that service gene, you know, they may be trainable for, you know, there are certain things that obviously you can't train people to do. Um, but if there, if there is an opportunity to train the skill, always hire the very, very best attitude you can. Now, before we break it down, remember that there are tons of tools out there. If you're looking for some help on how to select the very best teams, my book Together We Serve available on Amazon and ebook in Audible in you know the the paperback version that you can order right there available on amazon.com for immediate download as an as an ebook or an audiobook or again you can order the paperback you can search together we serve tony johnson on amazon it'll come right up you can order any one of the three formats right there i have a lot of chapters on selecting and engaging the very best talent you're going to want to take a hard look at that also on my website igniteyourservice.com/blog you're going to find tons of information there and again this is all free all free information for you to give the very best service to select the very best team and to start training your folks to stand and deliver. And and remember, we are in the middle of what I'm calling the great service comeback. It is a great opportunity to differentiate yourself when it comes to hospitality, when it comes to quality, safety, simplicity. That, by the way, are the core fundamentals of the great service comeback framework. And you can go ahead and visit my website, learn more about that. But I am also available to come in and do custom consulting, custom training. We can do it virtually. We can do it in small groups groups. We can do it safely, but in a way that will bring in some great service skills training to your team, to your organization. Also, if you're just looking for a little boost of morale, I can come in and do a keynote workshop or, or a keynote address to your team, help get them fired up, talk about the spirit of service and customer focus. I could talk about this stuff all day. So please reach out to me, Tony at IgniteYourService.com. We can definitely talk and I promise you there is a program that's right for you. Now let's bring this home. So what are the benefits of really great selection? Well, you know, I, I, I want you to think about something. You probably have team members in your organization that every day you have to come in and push and pull and beg and reason and, and, and cajole to get them to do the right things. What would you do with your time if you didn't have to do that? What would you do with your time if you did not have to spend so much time getting folks to do the right thing? If they just came in and wanted to follow the rules, wanted to follow the processes, wanted to take care of people and serve well, what could you do with that time? Just imagine how much you could dream, how much you could strategize, how much you could go out and visit your key customers and clients and consumers, how much you could think about what was next because you were nailed down with the basics. You know, also having great people really just ramps up your culture. It really is the building block of culture and, and culture happens one person, one interaction, one service moment, one product at a time. And the better people you have, the more qualified people, the better service people you have, the more A, you will start to build that culture and B, you will be a culture that starts to attract better talent. So it is a self-fulfilling kind of process. And then the other thing really is, is you can have some time to spend on wows. You can have a lot of time to spend on what are you going to do next? A lot of time to think about where you want to take the organization strategically and into the future because again you're not bogged down in there begging folks to do the right thing. And it also creates this this culture of people taking care of each other, supporting each other, empowering each other, policing each other to some extent and really encouraging each other because again you've got this core of people who really want to do the right thing both for the organization and for the customers they serve. So again you've got this sort 
sort of heart of hospitality in place from the start. So those are all the fantastic things that will happen when you get the right team on the ground. And remember, the time is now. So that is our show for this week. I am so glad that you gave me a few minutes of your time. We'll be back next week with an interview. I'm going to have a very special guest next week. Cannot wait to share that with you. But until next time, make sure you check out my book, Together We Serve, that you visit my website, igniteyourservice.com. We are in this together, folks, and we are in the middle of the great service comeback. And it is going to be something to behold as we reopen our economies and take the first steps out there toward driving amazing service and sales growth. I will talk to you very soon. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Customer Service Academy Radio with Tony Johnson. Tony is available to speak at your event, meeting, or workshop. Have a powerful customer-focused day.